0: Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison and you're listening to episode 60 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Parallel. Hope you guys are having a great day, great week, a great uh, evening, morning, afternoon. Um, As you guys can see, we're on episode 60, what? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you guys again for staying and wanting to honor the Lord with your sexuality. Also, I'm almost at 3,000 followers on TikTok. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, if you guys want to go help me get to 3,000, that'd be awesome. So, you can follow the Parallel at the Parallel Pot on TikTok. Um, yes, so I wanted to have this episode for a while, actually. Um, but I was able to be joined by my friend. I actually met him probably about a year ago through one of my guy best friends. Um, and I thought it'd be definitely interesting to hear his perspective on being a single parent and also um, how he he's navigated dating um, as that. So we had a great conversation about, you know, baby mothers and being a part of a church while it is found out that you were having premarital sex. Um, but yeah, it was just a all to, all around good conversation. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get right into it. Hello, Vontae, How are you doing today?
1: What's up? I'm um, good. I'm good.
0: I'm glad to hear that. So, as you may already know, when people come on the podcast, I ask them this question, and it is if there were one word to kind of sum up your experience of God in your life, what word would you use?
1: It's funny because I do know that you asked that question to everybody and I did not think about it. Um, mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> one, one word for me so far in my long 24 years of life would have to be um, time grace. That's a very long mm-hmm. time. I'm getting old, getting up to grace. Uh, God is gracious, man. And I've just seen that over the course of my life, especially, you know, just maturing and going through, you know, adulthood and actually uh, a different level of challenges, just seeing God's grace and how he keeps us in the midst of everything we go through.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um that's that is it. a common theme with the people, grace, which is awesome. Good stuff. I didn't tell the people who you are. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back and do that. So this is my friend Devante and I met him through one of my uh college guy friends that I've known literally for ten years now, which is wild that I know Bradford for that I mean, long. But
1: shout you've out known that boy him Brian. for way longer. Y'all all of you guys know each other? Uh prob- probably around the same time. Really? I, the first time I met Brad, we didn't even know who yeah, we didn't know each other. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I think this is when he was still staying uh in West Orlando. This man was doing a show. And like, you know him, he got a deep voice.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
1: who is this grown man up here? Like, who daddy this is up here? But that boy was probably, like, <laughs> 16 at the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his voice is abnormally deep his whole life, I swear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but, but cool. So, obviously, I had you on because you were a single father. Well, you were a single father at one point. Um. So, I want to first yeah. start by asking I- you, what was the sex talk like for you, like, growing up?
1: Uh, non-existent. I never got a sex talk. Well, let me uh clarify. I never got a sex talk from my parents. Um my dad never nah, never. and then my mom it never came up, but my, my mom probably didn't know I was out here sinning, fornicating <laughs> until I had a baby. like she probably didn't even know.
2: Oh, wow. um, but
1: luckily, in my life, especially in like my adolescent through teenage years, um, I had people around me, mentors and stuff like that, who did sit me down to an extent. But I don't feel like I got the real in depth. Hey, this is what happens on the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual level because that's stuff that we don't really contemplate when we think about sex. So for me, it was just very minuscule. Uh, you know, growing up in the church, it's always don't do it. And that's all we're going to tell you. Yep. So that, that's what it was for me. That was my experience. And yeah. the stuff that I get, I did get that was in depth was coming from people my age who had no business trying to talk to me about sex. Cause it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you talked about how your mom didn't know you were fornicating until you had a child. <laughs> um how old were you well, hold, how old did you start fornicating like how old were you <laughs>
1: <Lord> <laughs> Jesus,
0: uh, i'm about to put your business hilarious. out there when did you start
1: fornicating <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> we're, I'm, we're I'm using that book. word so I, I, yeah i started uh fornicating <laughs> uh my freshman year of high school so okay however however old that makes me or that would yeah, make like, me so probably 19, like 15 maybe
0: okay I don't know. I'm not, 15, I'm not, 16, I'm not at somewhere that. around there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, numbers ain't my strong suit.
0: Same. <laughs> okay. But, so yeah,
1: so 15,
0: 16, 16, 16. Okay. Mm. So uh, and then when did you end up having, oh, what you mean downhill?
1: It's, we'll get that. Uh, what's the <laughs> question? Come on.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, how old were you when you realized that you got a girl pregnant?
1: was recently. My daughter's about to be three. So I was twenty, turning twenty-one. Okay. Luckily, I wasn't that young. Cause Lord knows. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, twenty turning twenty one. When she was mm-hmm. born, I had just turned twenty one a couple months before.
2: Okay. So yeah. yeah
0: so what was like the process seasons. of learning, you know, that this has happened? What was like that whole process for you guys?
1: So it, it it was definitely surprising. It was shocking. You know, we always shock when we get the the repercussions of our actions, where I was like, wait, yeah. that happens? So <laughs> right. it was definitely shocking, man. But for me, yeah, for me personally, it was kind of a like a, a wake-up call. Like, it was definitely a shift because I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I thought I was grown, but now, like, I'm going to really have to grow up and just change my mindset, make sure I'm doing what I need to do. Um, But even from the moment where I found out that, like, her mom was pregnant, I I literally, I remember I was working overnight. So I was like, all right, cuz, go take a pregnancy test and, like, let me know what it Mm says." And I remember going to her house after getting off work, cuz, and she was like, yeah, I took one, and it says I'm pregnant. I was like, no, take another one. (laughs) take another one and she took another one bro and like i'm holding it and i'm just like dang this is real like this is really happening and it was from that moment um that i really had to start looking at myself and understanding okay where do i need to grow in order to one um be a be a good father and two you know The situation I was in, like I wasn't married, it wasn't necessarily a committed relationship. So I had to be like, okay, what do I need to do in order to make sure I can co parent effectively to make sure that, like, whatever family dynamic my daughter grows up in, that it's something that can be seen as healthy and not harmful?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So, what do you think the key, you know, avenues or like areas in your life? What were those key places that you had to grow the most in?
1: Man, I was, um, I think I was getting ready to go to college to be a firefighter when my, when, when her mom got pregnant. Um, so for me, it was really honing in on being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Because when you're single, when you don't have a child or when you don't have anyone else, depending on you, you can make certain moves with more risk so i had to make calculated risk and be sure that what i was doing would work out and that it would set my future up for where i needed to where i needed it to be aside from that i actually had this conversation earlier today at the gym um i was never good with time management i was always a procrastinator i still procrastinate to this day but when i realized that i was having a daughter one thing that i missed uh in relationship with my father was consistent time, like dedicated time. Mm. My dad, I love my father, but he was in and out of my life, like bro, for years. And one thing I never wanted was to be considered an absent father, because a lot of times we think that an absent parent is someone who just isn't within a marriage, but an absent parent is just someone who's wishy-washy, bro, who's not consistent. So I had to really hone in on managing my time because especially now, with having a career, uh, I am still in college and I do have things that I know I'm supposed to be doing in my life. But aside from that, right now, my daughter is my main priority. So having to balance all of, all of that and manage my time effectively. So just, just managing my time. That, that, I feel like that was the biggest thing because I don't yeah. ever want to miss more than I have to. Because you know, life happens and situations come up, and you may not be able to be there for everything. But if it's something that's within my span of control, like if I can control it, I want to make sure I'm doing the best I can to be there for my daughter.
2: Yeah, So for just That sure. time man, awesome. it was
1: crucial. Still is crucial. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And will be for the rest of her life.
1: Yeah, uh, man. It, I I can only imagine because we we go through phases, man. As kids when you're a, a baby, you ain't really doing much. Like you home with your parents all the time. Like mm-hmm. that time being spent is is easier to do. And then when you get into like a toddler, going off to preschool, getting, to, getting into extracurricular activities. Cause like even now, my daughter's about to be three. She was doing soccer like six months ago. And I was like, all right, how can I schedule to make sure I'm there as much as I can? Because mm-hmm. these are the moments that even though they may not remember fully, That impression of, hey, my father was there is always or my father was not there is always going to be there. So it's definitely Mm -hmm. uh, an everlasting um, learning curve for every parent, regardless of what the situation is. In my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, So I was kind of wondering, too, you were talking about, you know, trying to make things as healthy as possible. Have you noticed things that. Mm -hmm would have been better or healthier if you would have waited to do it within marriage
1: 100% like 100% okay so i am extremely blessed bro and this goes back to what i was saying about like me viewing god as being gracious i know plenty of people who who have similar situations right they have children whether it's in a marriage and then they get divorced or it's started outside of a marriage. I know people whose situations are toxic as heck, bro. Like it's just toxic. It's negative. It's just terrible. And I've been blessed in my situation. Like just seeing how God was working it out from the beginning in the midst of my mess, in the midst of me being like, I'm gonna do what I want to. Like God was still there. So, um, my situation, my situation, Lord Jesus, it's not obviously the best, but I've been blessed, man, to not have to deal with extra drama and extra just foolishness that comes with bearing a child outside of marriage. But one mm. thing for me personally that I know would be so much better if I would have waited um, is just having more time with my child. like. Um, not having to be like okay I'll get her Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like when you're married, bro, you go home to your child. Like you're going mm-hmm. home to your family. To me that's the biggest yeah. thing for me that's been like that that would have made so much of a difference within a marriage. Outside of that, like due to my situation being what it what it is, um n- nothing in the natural would have been any different other than that okay. but in the spiritual ah uh, ah uh, I'm thankful because it was in that season of my life man that God really worked some things out in me and and like for me um lessons that I had to learn and that he he used the the situation for me to learn but if I would have waited until marriage I would have not had to deal with such a uh a, a weight of feeling like Dang! Like I disappointed my family. I disappointed like my pastors. I disappointed God. I disappointed the people who like seemingly look up to me because I am who I am. That Mm -hmm. was a big part. And the first season of being like, "Oh crap, I'm having a baby," just dealing with that weight of being like, "Okay, well, I guess we all are human." Um, Mm -hmm. But it was it was in that season, man, that God showed me that yes. You you are a human. you did make a quote unquote mistake, like just that the the weight of that. but like I said, God used it, and that's what God does. like He uses the things that we mess up, the things that we think are no good. like He uses it for our good to grow us and to show us every aspect of Him. So I think like in hindsight, it's easy to say, "Ah, oh, yeah, like it would have been better." if I would have waited. But at the same time, God is still taking my situation to get me to where I am now.
2: Mm.
1: not trying to be too deep, but yeah.
0: No, I need you. I need you to be that way. So good job. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Um, And I I (laughs) think like, that's really good. That's really good. And I think it comes down to like, you're kind of saying you wish you had more time. Like that's kind of what it comes down to. And also, you know, the effect that you're having on the people that May, you may have been discipling without even knowing, you know, um, and, and having to tell your mm-hmm. family that you did something that, you know, brought disappointment or telling them, or, I mean, God knows, but like having that conversation with God and, um, letting him know like yeah. your, your repentance and just the, the hard, you had, you made a hard decision. Like they're both hard decisions, not doing it. And also, you know, fornicating before marriage. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, time is really important as we get older um the things that are not tangible mm-hmm. are way more important than like money or material things so yeah I think that's a great example yeah. of saying like yeah it may not have been you know it's not horrible in your situation right now but time is lacking mm-hmm. and, and I think in the small moments that's when you get to teach your children not to say that you don't get to teach her um but yeah I think that's a good point so to kind of switch it around switch it over um What's been kind of the beauty of being a father at this age?
1: Uh, Or just in general? I'm young enough to still run around and chase my child. Mm. Because, like, it's crazy. Like, you know, there's never a right time or a wrong time. Like, everybody has their preference. But for me, I never imagined myself being, like, 35 with a one-year-old. I was like, nah, that ain't happening. Mm. So for me now, being, like, a, a young parent, just still being able to be involved and active and be there and know that like okay I'm still growing but I get to grow with my child like if that Mm. makes sense I haven't or I don't have that mindset that I've already arrived I know everything I'm your father listen to me like nah I feel like there's a certain amount of learning that should be done as a parent and being younger most people are more prone to being like, okay, I don't know this. I don't know that. I do mm. need to fix this. Versus when you're older and more set in your ways, you're like, ah, I've been around the block a few times. Like, you can't tell me this or you can't tell me that. So for me, that's definitely one of the one of the things I enjoy about being a young parent. Um, and just knowing that my child will get to see the growth from me being a 20 something year old to me Mm. being 40 50 60 and like they'll be able to be like oh yeah i remember i remember the come up like i wasn't born into this and i feel like that in itself will breed a characteristic in my child or in my future future children of like respecting the growth period of life
2: Mm.
0: yeah that's good yeah um do you think mm-hmm. having a child has taught you anything about your relationship with God
1: as oh, his child? Man, uh, God is definitely way more patient than we are as, as humans mm. um, because my daughter listens to me, but sometimes I'll be like, bruh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then like, th- that's literally the biggest thing that I've, I've seen is just um, comparing our patience with the patience of God. Like, Mm. right. We be out here doing what we know we ain't got no business doing. And we know we wrong. We know there's a different way to go about it, but God is still a good father enough to be like, I'll wait. Mm. And it's crazy, bro, because like, he literally will wait forever for us. Meanwhile, after the third time I tell my daughter to do something, I'm like, bro, do what you want. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. But just seeing, yeah, yeah, just seeing how how patient and loving God is and um, how much of a protector God is because we mm-hmm. live in a crazy world. And I will, I don't know if I can say this. I'm going to say it anyways. I will murder someone about my child. Right? Okay. And that's me. <laughs> in the flesh as a man being like I will I will go to whatever extent to protect my child. And mm-hmm. if I feel that way, I can't help but to imagine like how God feels about protecting us, right? Which yeah. is why he is patient with us, which is why he will let us make mistakes and then bring us back to the path we need to be because like he's mm-hmm. that much of a protector and he wants what's good for us in such an extensive way. So those are definitely the two things that have stood out to me over the past couple of years about like dang that that really is how God do be feeling about us right and those are the things that have helped me to even be more patient with my child and to be more patient in general with people i'm in relationship with people i claim to to love to care about because if if God can be patient with us knowing we are hard-headed knowing we are ratchet and reckless and we sometimes (laughs) just ignore it if God can be patient with us and he's all-knowing and he's as great as he is and he's as good as he is then we as people it should be it should come more naturally for us to be patient with each other
0: yeah that's good um yeah I definitely agree with all of that like um and and I think you're probably more patient than you think you are. And also the Lord gives us situations to become more like him. So um, you appreciate God's patience and we have to also be in situations where we have to show that same love Mm -hmm. to other people. Um, So yeah, that's really good. And I think God is being gracious in patience and like, there's so many ways that his grace shows up in our, Mm -hmm. in our life. So good stuff. All right, so I'm going to yeah, shift 100%. again, and I want to talk a little bit more about how um, how you distracted me with that uh, no, pump fake you did there. Um, <laughs> how <laughs> how dating has been being a single father.
1: Um, this is the, I was looking forward to this question because you made me think. I was like, "Huh, I ain't really out here in these streets like that," but I have had <laughs> experiences or whatever. <laughs> One of the one one of the things that has changed dramatically um is just my willingness to not compromise like my standards, my morals, mm-hmm. my beliefs um because now I'm not just dating for a girlfriend right i'm I'm dating to to hopefully find my wife. And the future mother of the child I have now, which is a big difference than, ah, future children, but like my child now. So my willingness to be like, ah, she don't really need to meet that standard. It's gone out the window. If you ain't checking the boxes, I ain't got time because it's not about Mm. just me anymore. It's not about just what I need. Like I need to make sure whoever I'm in relationship with, they're able to, eventually step in like as a a parental figure and properly influence my daughter the way that I want to influence my daughter and the way that her own mother influences her like because at this point I'm just like you you gotta you gotta you gotta meet the standards and just my willingness to compromise bruh. because you know it's easy for us everybody has standards right everybody's like oh you gotta be able to do this or have this or think this way. But when it's only about you, there will be times where we compromise because we're lonely or because, you know, we mm. see everything on social media and we're like, Oh, we want that. So we start compromising little by little. And then that's how we end up in situations that aren't healthy. That's how we end up in relationships yeah, not me, with but somebody. Yeah, people. We don't even want to be with. We have people, <laughs> you know, you perfect. You got it. Um, uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. yeah just a willingness to <laughs> to not compromise my morals. Uh, dang, there was another yeah. answer I had to this question. Um, I was I went on, I went on a tangent. I forgot it. I was about to.
0: Yeah, you're good. So maybe again. this will help um, you kind of like jog your memory. Um, okay. Um, so I was thinking from the other perspective of women dating you as well. How has that been? Like, have you f-
1: okay found that that's, women are more hesitant or you you on point? That's that's where I was going um (laughs) so i feel like i think it's a yes and a no um i think it's a yes men and women when it comes to dating someone with children we have this preconceived notion because of what's highlighted in the media and what we see and sometimes even due to personal experiences but we have this preconceived notion that if someone has a child and they are not married then that situation has to be toxic. Uh, there has to be baby mama, mm. baby daddy drama. So for me, um, I, I definitely sensed or I've experienced a little hesitation, but when a person you know, doesn't have, I don't wanna say a problem, but when a person doesn't mind getting into a relationship with someone who has a child, to be able to reassure that person that like, nah, there ain't no drama. It ain't none of that over here. That from what I've seen has made that person more comfortable for lack of a better term, because Mm. for me, even before I had my child, I was like, would I date somebody with a kid? And I was like, I would, if it's no drama, if it's a healthy environment, if there's no extra, you know, foolishness to deal with like that's something I I came to the conclusion that I was like all right I will deal with it everyone's not like that and I feel like when you Mm -hmm. are uh dating with children that's something you just have to accept um and at the end of the day I personally wouldn't want to force someone to be in a relationship with me if they aren't comfortable with me having a child because like I said before I'm not just dating to have a girlfriend at this point Um, and if someone's forced to be in that position, they're going to be trash at it. And it's just going to be bad. It's going to be a bad environment, a bad situation. So yeah, like it's a yes and a no. I feel like if you can, if, if you are someone who has a child or if you're someone who runs into someone and you're like, oh, this person is cool. Like I vibe with them and they have a child. Like if that's not a hard no for you then like don't don't throw it out the window like see what the situation is at first because at the end of the day mm-hmm. if it's healthy there is no negative to it in my opinion like yeah. that, that's just me though but I know there are some people who are like oh, I want your first child to be my first child and that's respectable like I get it um but for me I I could not have been a single person without children. Um, and I, help me Jesus. What's the words? If I have a baby and I met a woman and she was like, ah, dang, like she's, this is it. This is the one. And then like, she was like, oh, I also have a child. I wouldn't throw that out the window if it's a healthy situation. But like I said, everybody has preferences. I have thankfully not seen any negative, um, situations on my part while dating since having a child but it's been more recent that i've been back out here in these streets but i'm not in the streets no more that's neither here nor there i hope that answers your question
0: (laughs) it's here it's here um yeah and like you said it's preferences that's what it comes down to um like i think people who have children can't be too offended when you realize like oh this person's not comfortable doing that um but also, like you were saying, like, you can't just rule someone out just because they have a kid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think I and, think um, it's a
0: little harder on dating apps to not do that because I definitely have my preferences set to not having a child. Um, <laughs> but if I met a guy and I got to know him and then he told me he had a kid, I'd be like, you know what? Let me get to know this man because, like, what's the worst thing that can happen just getting to know somebody? But I think dating apps might kind of yeah.
1: be different. Yeah, so I ain't really much on the Tinder or the Christian Mingle or the Ooh, BLK or the Hinge or whatever. Whatever it's y'all, whatever okay y'all children on these days. <laughs> <laughs> whatever y'all children on these days. Um, I got to stop doing that. I keep losing my train of thought. Um, Devontae, you're yeah, literally like younger you said, than
0: me. So I don't know why you're saying those you're, the bruh. children. I'm literally <laughs> three years older than you. <laughs>
1: okay. Man, you. I, oh, I thought you were like 37.
0: Uh, the. But okay. so there's this stage and you can just exit okay. stage left.
1: <laughs> I I clicked the I clicked the leave studio button. But no, um, like you were saying, that's something that that as a person with children. Like you said, you can't be offended because like not everyone wants to take on that responsibility and that's cool cuz everyone is in different areas in their life mentally, career-wise and whatever. So that's definitely something I came to a realization quick. And and I was like, okay, like I can't force this on somebody. Like even now, I'm like, hey, if you don't want it, let me know, cause like I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And at the end of the day, like this is a whole human who ain't going nowhere. Like it's my child for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, like you said, preferences, but also not ruling someone out. And also, if you out here with a baby trying to be in the dating scene, don't get offended. It's okay. It's a part of life. You'll you'll find somebody who wanna be stepmama, a stepdaddy, and it's it's when we understand that it's okay, uh it's okay waiting for that person. Because mm. for the most part, if you got a baby and you're not married and you weren't married when you had the baby, the situation you was in is probably because you was not waiting. And boom, here you go. So what's what will it hurt to mm. wait now? to ensure that you have something that's healthier than what you previously were in. And that's, that's that's how I look at it. That's how I think about it. Hey, I I be talking sometimes. Sometimes I make sense. Sometimes I don't, but I'm on here making sense. A whole lot of sense. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah. No real talk though. Real talk. I I also feel like we can't, we can't always look at things from our side or from one side because we're in a society now where everyone feels like my point of view is right. If it's not like this, then you're wrong when it's not like everyone's Mm -hmm. course of life is different. We all end up in our seasons at different, different times. We do things differently. We go through different situations. So I feel like when people realize that, um, in all aspects of like relationships and dating and whatever you want to call it. We will have healthier relationships when we understand that we've all arrived to, what is it? Uh We've arrived to June 28th by different ways. And when we see that, mm. I feel like more healthy situations will come out of that because then we understand that, okay, you went through this and you have, uh, for lack of a better term, you have this baggage. I went through this. I have this baggage. We both got stuff we carry in. And we have mm-hmm. to be able to, one, understand that. And then two, if you meet someone and, like you said, you get to know that person and you build with that person, you accept that person for who they are. Um, And it's crazy because I remember having this conversation um, with my youth pastor. I can't remember if it was before I had a baby or after. I think it was before. Um, and like I said, I was out here fornicating freshman year. Um, but this was a time in my life when I sat down and I talked to him when I was trying to be pure and honor God and be a good boy. Uh, I sat down (laughs) with my youth pastor and I was like, like, I had this feeling that I'm going to meet my wife and she's going to be a virgin. And I'm like, how do I handle that? Like me not being a virgin. And then the person I come into doing life with for the rest of my life as a virgin. Like, how do I deal with that? And he said something uh, in essence to what I just said, bro, when you meet that person, they will accept you for who you are. And the only way we can accept people for who they are, where they are in this time frame of life is realizing that we all travel down different roads. We all go through stuff differently. We all come from different backgrounds and situations. And mm-hmm. that stuck with me, bro, because even now I'm like, dang, I got a whole baby. Like, that's different than just, you know, ha- that's different than just having a past of being sexually active. Like, this is the product mm-hmm. of my sexual activity. And now I right. realize that when it comes down to, yeah, when it comes down to me uh, finding my wife and being with my wife, in the early stages, bro, if that person can accept the life that I've lived, there will be no healthy way to go forward because life doesn't stop once you get married. Life doesn't stop once you're in a committed relationship. You're still going to go through stuff. And if the person you're with could not walk with you in the beginning from the stuff in the past, bro, there's no way that you're going to healthily get through what you face together in the present and in the future. Mm -hmm. So... That's a very long tangent. Good stuff in there. Make sure you listen it. I'm dropping gems. Big gems.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is really good. Um and yeah, like we all are human. So for us to judge you because you have a product of your sin, I just feel like that's not okay. Like it's not it's yeah. not right. Um and like mm-hmm. we all sin. So why Why hold someone else's sin against them? I think the main thing to help us there is when you see someone's growth past that. those, it's not habitual sin mm-hmm. where you've made a decision that this is not mm-hmm. the life I want to live anymore. I'm not that kind of person. So for you to hold mm-hmm. someone to their past and they're not even exhibiting those, uh, I guess, bad fruit, um, it's just wrong. Yeah. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, it's all about growth, man. And that's another thing that I, I had to realize early on. I was like, okay, as someone who, who professes to be a believer, um, I'm, I'm about to have a baby. How does that look to people, right? And mm-hmm. I had to come to the point and understand that it's not so much about what it looks like in that time frame, but what it looks like going forward. Like, like you said, how can I grow from this? How can God's grace and God's uh, uh, mercy and just His goodness be highlighted from what I did to the future and the rest of my life? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, I remember I went to my pastor's house. And I was like, ah, I'm having a having a baby, and like he just sat down and he talked to me. and He was like, "Man, look, it's 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 like obviously it's wrong or whatever. We know that." but it's not about now he was like from this moment forward how are you going to live your life to one show your daughter what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to, and to show people what it's like to come back and to you know uh repent and to be made new and all the good Christian terminology we want to throw in there but it's all about growth it's all about mm-hmm. growth if someone if you can listen to someone's story and you're like dang bro I wouldn't even have No, that's the growth. That's how I want the next 10 years, of the five, next five, next 10 years of my life to pan out. Like for people to hear my story and look back and be like, bro, I would have never guessed it because Mm -hmm. it's all about growth. Like you said, we can't hold anything against anyone because we all out here ratchet. We all fall Mm -hmm. short, right? We all mess up. We all make mistakes day in and day out. But it's about growth. It's about being able to look back and be like, you know what? It wasn't the best situation, but look at how I grew from that. Look at how God worked through that. Look at mm-hmm. where I am now. And I feel like we get so caught up on the present and trying to point fingers and act like I'm perfect, but that person's not perfect that we miss that it's a constant journey we're supposed to constantly be learning, we're supposed to constantly be moving forward. And I feel like if we were to focus on moving forward more, we could encourage people to not beat themselves up so much. Because I'm telling you, bro, the first three to four months of my daughter's mother being pregnant, dog, I was like, I'm going to hell. Like, (laughs) I am going to hell. Wow. And it was in that moment, bro, that God was like, no, like, come back. Yeah. There's the, I can give you, I can breathe purpose into this. Mm. And when we like, let people know that it's not about the mistakes. It's about what you learn from the mistakes and how you grow from the mistakes and how you can eventually look back and help other people grow from their mistakes. Like, bro, if I can go back to a 18-year-old dude who's about to have a baby and he's freaking out and I can be like, look, bro, I've been there. Like, I understand. Like, this isn't the end. There's still room to grow. There's still room for improvement. Let me tell you what I learned. Like, that's that's what it means to, to grow, to truly be able to impact people that's been through what you've been through. Um, and to bear other each other's that, burdens, uh, too. Exactly, exactly. There's a saying, um, and it goes, this might not be right, don't quote me on this. Change is inevitable, but progress is optional, right? Ooh. I had a baby. If, if that's not change, I don't know what is. Yeah. I don't know what is. But the progress as a man, as a believer, and now as a father, that progress was all up to me, changing my mentality and making sure The quote unquote mistake wasn't just a mistake,
2: like Mm -hmm. that there
1: is positive fruit to be shown from that, that God's grace can still be shown from that, that like people just see, man, like it's not the end of the world when you mess up, dog. And that's the biggest thing I think that I learned or one of the biggest things that I've learned. I said the biggest thing like four times, but that's That's definitely one of the biggest things. Like it's not the end. Yeah, it's it's not the end of the world because like I said, it's a journey. And you can't learn if you don't make a mistake, not saying go make a mistake, but if you make a mistake, learn from it, because if you're perfect, what are you going to learn? Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And we're all sinners. We all sin. So, like, that's literally we we, life is about learning. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with all of that. Yeah. and there's, there's always room for improvement for every human. So we can't really hold anyone else's yeah. stuff against them. Um, there was something I was going to say, but it's gone now. So I'll ask you a different question. Um, So if okay. there is a new, you know, a f- single father, you know, he just found out maybe yesterday, two weeks ago, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is important that he hears or what do you, what do you want to tell him?
1: Oof, that's a great question, man. Um, I'll say one of the things that I was told that stuck with me. um, And it still sticks with me now. And it goes into like my whole managing my time and and taking advantage of my time or whatever. Man, be a man of your word um, to your child, to the mother. Because at the end of the day, only thing a man has is his word. Like, just honor your word to the best of your ability. Uh, There's no need to be perfect, none of us are perfect. Learn to make mistakes because it's when you make a mistake that you can look back and be like, okay, what can I do better next time? How can I improve upon this? How can I make sure this mistake doesn't happen again? Um, and and especially as a father, bro, for, go to therapy, dog.
0: There we go.
1: 100% go to therapy, mm-hmm. go to therapy, like make sure you're healing from your inner trauma and, and what you've gone through. So, that as you parent your child as a father figure, you can do it from a healthy standpoint and that you're not continuing on cycles of abuse, cycles of neglect. Uh, yeah, be a man of your word, go to therapy. Congratulations. Uh, enjoy your time with the baby because babies grew up quick. My daughter mm-hmm. was just in a crib and now she's yelling at me, telling me she wants chips. So. <laughs>
0: good stuff yes that's all so good yes um what i was gonna say earlier too is that um we're all learning and and all the lord wants from us i really think is a repentant heart and always just coming back to him like the whole like i always remember david when i think about us and just humans because my man was really out here just sinning and but he'd always come back to christ and like on bended knee, like like apologizing. God, I don't want to be this yeah. kind of person. Help me to have more faith. Help me to love you better. Um, I think that's really what the Lord wants us to do. Like we know we're gonna sin daily. So I think it's really just the coming back to Christ um that really marks a person that you want to enter into a relationship, regardless of if they have a yeah. child or two children or or no child at all. So I just wanted to make sure to to add that. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, no, I agree 100%, man. And I feel like um, one of the biggest things, I keep saying that, one thing that keeps people from coming back is feeling like they're too far gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, like, you're never too far gone. And that's what David always, like, he knew, like, bro, I can go back. Yeah, I can go back. No matter how much I mess up, I can go back. And it's when we come back, bro. That's when we, um, that's when we can overcome the stuff we're going through. That's when we can actually grow the way we need to grow, because sometimes we be growing, but it be in the wrong direction, right? Um, and yeah, man, I feel like that's that's very important. Being able to come back and to come back because it's easy to know that you can come back, but to actually bring your mess back to the foot of the cross and be like, Lord, it's me again. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, that's the part that a lot of us are afraid of dog. And for me personally, (laughs) even before I had a baby, Lord Jesus help the church. Okay. Christians be out here sinning. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Christians be out here fornicating. We can't Mm -hmm. wait. I don't know why we can't wait. But even when I was out here in these streets, Right afterwards, I'm like, God, I shouldn't have been there. Like, (laughs) forgive me. Keep me away from it. Make me able to stand where I know I need to stand to not go back. And it's Mm -hmm. in those moments where we realize that, all right, I could bring my crap back to the foot of the cross, bro, and be accepted by God. That's when we really are able to let go. And to get into the healthy mindset and spiritual place we need to be. Because when you're out here and you you don't come back and you choose to stay out there, dog, it only Mm -hmm. gets more ruthless and reckless. Like, trust me, bro, it ain't ain't worth it. If you're listening and you out here, go back. It ain't nothing (laughs) out here. Yeah. There ain't nothing out here but but temporary satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like a lot of times we forget that what we're chasing after a dog is only temporary. Like marriage is a beautiful thing. God smiles upon marriage. Your marriage can't be temporary. You can get married. Oh, this is dark. You can get married. Your spouse could die the next day. Yeah. Do you hang up your relationship with God? No, because everything on earth is only temporary.
2: Mm, so when mm-mm. we
1: realize that everything is only temporary, we will stop chasing the temporary stuff that puts us at odds with God, yeah. especially as believers.
0: Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Um, I talked about that in an older episode about singleness. So if you guys want to check that out, that's good, too. Literally, we are single for more of our life than we're not or we're going to be single at Everyone's always going to be single at some point in their life. So that's a whole nother conversation. But yes, really good. Mm -hmm. So, what I think is the final takeaway is that men need to have babies before they get married so that they can be more serious in dating. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a joke, guys. Don't do that.
1: Some of them out here, some of them out here be trash, dog. Don't do that.
0: Don't yeah i'm aware um but mm-hmm. we know there's good ones out there you guys are listening to the podcast <laughs> and and living better and you're like Devontae, you've changed your life turned it all around um so yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast Devontae. i appreciate nah, you
1: thank you for having me on the podcast i had to hound you because i had something to say to the people Mm-mm. and they needed to hear it nah but mm-hmm. but um i told you this from the beginning bro i listened to your podcast uh on a regular basis and when it comes so, to stuff that speaks to me and that like has helped me if i know that i can be a part of that and i can help someone else bruh i'm all in so yeah. this is the first episode but hopefully not the last because for
0: sure yeah come on back um, if
1: you got anything else you to say. it's yeah it's a lot that uh the church that christians and non-believers just need to hear from a biblically sound standpoint and that's mm-hmm. not sugar-coated and that's not cookie cutter bro so thank you for having me thank you for doing the podcast because it's yeah. something the church needs. it's something people need because if you don't have it then you end up out here having babies before you marry like me mm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah thank you for coming on and Uh, as you guys know you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram and on tiktok um you can also follow on facebook if you want to also guys we these visuals are on youtube so go there drop a little comment in there so i know you guys are watching um and yeah remember to always speak the truth and love and kiss the sun bye
1: bye